today I am going to talk about something other than specifically human design, although this relates so much to the work that I feel like human design can offer and help with as a tool. So today I'm going to be talking about authenticity. Before I go into that and teach you a few steps to be more authentic in your life, I want to let you know that I have a workshop coming up that's specifically for entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs or female coaches. And that is for you if you are interested in how to use your human design chart to find the placements where you can create more ease and flow in your business and in your life. So join me on that workshop. That workshop will be Thursday, June 3rd, and the link is in the show notes, but you can go to RebeccaTurvo.com forward slash flow. All right, let's get started. Welcome to Beautifully Bloomed, the podcast where we explore how to break you out of the box of rules and beliefs that are holding you back from the life you are meant to live. I'm your host, Rebecca Turvo. Join me as I share mindset tools, coaching conversations, and human design to help you uncover your unique gifts and create the life, relationships, and business you desire. Hello. So today I want to talk about a topic that feels near and dear to my heart. It's something that I've thought a lot about over the past, let's say, eight, nine years um, since I was 41 and a half years old when my son died unexpectedly of suicide, I really started to do some introspection work and to really figure out what I'm here to do, who I'm here to be, what is the purpose of life anyways, right? I went through a huge, and sometimes when you go through a tragedy like that in your life, it really brings to the surface a lot of questions, right? What is the purpose anyways? And it really brought me a lot of self-reflection. And that is why I want to talk today about authenticity. And I looked online to try to find a good definition. And there's some interesting definitions, which real, it says one of them was from Miriam Webster, uh, says real or genuine, not copied or false, true and accurate. But the one I really liked was in Wikipedia, and it says, authenticity is the degree to which a person's actions are congruent with their beliefs and desires, despite external pressures to conformity. That really describes what I use the tool of human design for with clients. And for myself, I am doing deep work right now on myself with my human design chart. And so the reason this came up for me, though, was because I am filling in a journal. It's a year long journal that has to do with the transits. And without getting into detail, what is a transits journal or any of it? <laughs> it's just help you use the energy of where the sun is in the universe, right? Where is the sun? What energy? What gate is the sun in? And we can look at all those gates in our human design chart. There's 64 of them. And the sun will transit all of those gates throughout the year. So basically, I am following along in this journal. And this morning I was journaling, and it really spoke to authenticity. So today I wanted to talk about that. First of all, in the journal, there was some questions. How can you be more uncompromising in your life? What do you need to let go of? And what are some steps you can take? So basically, it was helping explore where you are right now in your journey into being fully who you are and what 
is possibly not working anymore. And what do you want to do about it, right? Like, where can you be more authentic? How can you be less compromising? So I wanted to talk about three steps. I'm going to talk about, first of all, you know, the discussion about authenticity itself and my journey in it. You know, there's several things I want to talk about there. And then the second piece is how to declutter and release. Like, what are some ideas for things that you can look at in your life that might really be holding on to some old story you have about yourself, some way that you're not even, some belief that you used to have, maybe you're not even that person anymore. And then the third thing is to talk about like what support you might need, right? How to maybe show up more, how to stop hiding and that kind of stuff. So, okay, so let's get started. I don't think this is going to be a terribly long episode today, but it's just, I think, a fun topic to talk about. So first of all, when looking at the idea of being more authentic, when I lost my 17-year-old son, we lost our 17-year-old son, Trevor, to suicide when he was 17 years old back in January of 2012, it totally shattered this world that I had. I had this belief, and I, I really thought a lot about this. I had a belief that we would always be taken care of. Bad things don't happen in our family. Like we are Christian, we go to church. Like I had this list in my head of all the boxes I was checking so that my life would turn out, quote, right. It would turn out the right way, right? Now, I knew though, it doesn't always turn out right because before this, when I was 27 years old, I lost my baby brother who was 19 at the time to cancer. And that just seemed really unfair. And I I never really understood that. And I didn't take a lot of time to explore the meaning of that because at the time I was married and we had, I mean, I'm still married to the same man, but you know, we had two little ones. So uh, my sons were four and two at the time that my brother died. And so it felt like you know, life is really busy when you have two toddlers and I had a full-time career and, you know, managing all of that around the grief of my brother's death. In fact, what I noticed is I didn't really take the full time to grieve that because it came back right after my son died. So I think I had this probably knowing of something I had experienced that didn't really fit into this belief system of this, you know, bad things won't happen to our family. Like we go to church and we do all these things right and we're living the right way and all of that. So I did have some experience there. But like I said, I don't think I ever fully processed that grief until my son died. And that brought back Darren's loss too. And I feel like I really went fully into the grief mode for a while and just allowing all of that to come back to the surface and all that pain and to now bring up all the questions about why did this happen to us, right? Why? Like when I had a belief that because I was a Christian, because I was going to church, because my kids were going to Sunday school, because, you know, we were quote, living the right way, (laughs) according to whatever belief system that I felt like the church had kind of imposed on me. Notice how I felt so victim-y in that area. When I was living by that belief, I just thought, yeah, you know, if you live this way, then bad things don't happen. Your kids turn out to be these great, you know, members of society and, and we, our family turns out to be healthy and happy and we have grandchildren and we do all these fun things. And like, you know, this is the story I was telling myself. This was the underlying driver for me 
to really act in a certain way and to put my life together in a certain way and to parent my children in a certain way and to be a wife in a certain way, right? And to offer my services to the community and to the church in a certain way. It was all based on this core feeling or thought, I should say my core thought that this is the way I need to be in order for life to work out the way that I want it to. And so if I look back on what was happening before Trevor died, there wasn't really a lot of, there was some authenticity, obviously, but I have to say that there was, since high school, I had a lot of questions, right? About things that I had been taught, you know, specifically religious types of ideas. I had a lot of questions. Now, I hid those questions because it wasn't right to have questions. You know, you shouldn't have questions. I really felt guilty for having questions. I felt guilty for thinking differently or thinking in a way that didn't seem to fit the narrative of some of the things that we were being told or that, you know, things that we were learning or or just even through the traditions or the way that we were, people were acting or the way that the community itself behaved in order to quote fit in, in order to be a Christian, in order to be a quote good Christian, right? I don't, I didn't um, expect that this podcast would be a religious podcast. So that's, I'm trying to use this as an example of what I've been going through in my life. And I hope that it opens up something for you. So even if you're not Christian, you haven't been through this religious thing, I want you to think about a time or what is something that you grew up with, some kind of belief that maybe has really been central to the way that you've lived your life but yet you've had resistance to it. Maybe you've pushed against it, yet you still keep living that because of that belief. You keep living that same way. So my story is, right, I started after Trevor died, I started to question all of those beliefs and stories because, hey, I had done those things and my son died of suicide, which I, in my opinion, is the worst thing I could ever experience is a suicide of one of my children. I I can't even imagine anything worse. I, I don't know what could be worse. So Then I really started to go on a personal journey of trying to figure out what I need to do next. I still had kids, right? I had kids at home. I had three other children to worry about. I had a husband. We had a lot going on, but it really started with my own self journey, my own journey into finding out who I am at my core, what I believe to be true so that I can really live in a way that my, at this point, (laughs) what I'm talking about is live in a way to help my daughters to see, specifically my daughters. I wanted them to really see that life can be beautiful again. And I didn't know how. I just had this thought that I'm sure there's some way we're going to get through this. And I'm sure that we can enjoy life again. And I I want them to have a full life. I, I don't want this tragedy that we've been through to have any of us believe that life has to be sad after this. So right, part of me journeying into being more authentically me was questioning the stories and beliefs I had about the way I grew up, about the way I had been raising my children, about the way that our family had been working because of the way of the beliefs that I had been given and stories I'd been given growing up. I found that I had desire. I had some desires that weren't necessarily in quote alignment with the way that the beliefs of the church were. And I felt so guilty for so much of my life about this desire. And here's a specific one I can tell you. 
I had a desire to dance. I always had a desire to dance. I didn't know why, because we were told that we, you know, dancing wasn't allowed. At least in my experience, I wasn't allowed to go to any school dances. We weren't allowed to, like it was sort of wrong. And I sort of felt guilty for wanting to experience dancing. But that desire has never gone away. I am now 50 years old and I have never lost that desire. And so I thought, what is that about? And one of my coaches last year told us that desire, actually the definition of desire means of spirit. And it's interesting to note that another thing that I have been studying this year is the Bible stories. I've been studying the Old Testament Bible stories. I've been really curious about the lessons in them. And one of the things that seems to be prevalent or seems to kind of come out as a theme in the in the Bible stories is that we are here to go out and experience life. And there's things within us that will motivate us to go and be curious and figure things out. And it's like, if we're not following that curiosity and that desire, then we're not really living the life we're here to live, right? We're not on the path that we're here to be on. And so the dancing for me is just one of those things, right? This other stuff, the interesting stuff like human design and astrology and things that I've that have come into my life just in some random way that I just what I decided to do is open myself up to anything that I was curious about. That's what I just decided to do. I'm like, well, what if I'm curious about it, then maybe there's something there for me. Maybe there's some lesson there for me. And if instead of opening myself up to it, I I squash that desire and I try to like tell myself, well, that's bad. That's wrong. I shouldn't want to read about that. I shouldn't want to know about that. I shouldn't want to study that stuff. Then I am living in contrast to what my spirit is, the inner voice I have, what my soul is saying and what my, you know, my inner voice is telling me are some signposts to what I'm here to do, right? You never know what you're going to, what is going to happen when you start on this path of discovery and journeying um, to learn things that you're curious about. That's what I have found has been the most helpful thing, the most amazing path from grief to joy and to fulfillment is following my desire and seeing what that desire is about, regardless of what any kind of judgment I might have in the back of my head because of some old story, right, that I was told about things back when I was in Sunday school. There's just this interesting thing, right? So how can we be more? Um, So learning new things was the next thing. I'm looking at a couple of notes I took here. Finding what I desire, learning new things was a big part of this, right? So so I found out the things I desired that I didn't know about, I was curious about, and I just decided I'm just going to allow myself to go learn about those things. I don't know what's going to happen. And what happened when human design came into my life in 2019 I had this inkling of curiosity and it just deepened as the more I got into it, the deeper it got, the deeper it got, the deeper it got. I did not know it would become part of my business until probably the summer, right? I had been already studying for six months with it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I do think this is a definite tool. And the reason it is, right? Human design is an amazing tool to help us get more in alignment with our own authenticity, to be true to who we are, to be ourselves, to to lay down the mask and not hide anymore. And it's not easy work, right? So then I have the work and I'm still on the journey of this being more visible, right? I switched my work. I I went from being a CPA, which was a job 
quote job career. I think that served me well. I just don't feel like I was, I'm in alignment with it anymore. I switched my career, um, my work and I am working on being more visible. So part of authenticity is being visible, right? It's not hiding. It's not saying things, you know, that you don't really believe. (laughs) That seems to be what a lot of us do though, right? Say things to just to please others, pretend, right? Pretending that you believe something that you don't. And this is something I am really working on. It's the biggest block in my life right now, being more visible. So that's the talk about authenticity, like the part about authenticity, Um, for you, before I cover the last two steps, this first step is like, where are you, where do you have like old beliefs and stories, right? What do you desire? Um, what do you want to learn? Is there anything you're curious about that you're kind of like holding back on? Like, how are you hiding behind a mask or not being visible with who you truly are? So, Step number two I'm going to talk about then is the decluttering and the releasing, right? Releasing the old beliefs, the old stories. How can you self-express? How can you be more expressive of who you truly are while releasing the old things? So some of those things are like clothing, right? Are you just wearing things to kind of cover yourself up? Are you hiding under your clothes? Are you like wearing clothes that feel comfortable, that fit you well, that make you feel beautiful and valuable. I I want my clothes to help me feel beautiful and valuable because I am, we're all valuable. How about your hair? Are you wearing your hair because um, of just some old, you know, way that you've always done it? Like, is there something new you want to do with your hair? How about your environment around you? You know, do you have things in your environment that you really love? Is your environment beautiful? If you enjoy beauty, is your environment beautiful? Do you have the colors on the walls that you like? Do you have you know, the kind of furniture you love that makes you feel comfortable living in your home. I love beauty. I love decluttered areas. It's something that I'm really working on with my husband to compromise on what we want our home to look like. Um, Friendships and relationships, you know, how do these fit with your authenticity? Do these really fit with who you truly are? What kind of groups are you in? What kind of activities do you do? Like, look at all those things. What things can you release that no longer fit with who you truly are? These are big questions. And sometimes it takes time to really step into new things. Number three, ask for support and what you need. This is not easy. When we're moms, you know, if you're a mom like I am, like it's hard to think that we could be supported, that we're not here to do it all as women. We're not here to raise the kids, keep the house clean, do all the meals, and go to a full-time job. Like we're not, we, we're, you know, I used to think I was superwoman, but honestly, I feel like I burnt myself out and my health was definitely affected when I really took it all on myself. So asking for support, asking for what you need in all the areas, in your home, asking for help in your home, asking for help or getting health care help, right? Keeping up on your health. This is something that I'm very aware of now that I'm 50, very much studying about menopause and, you know, what, what are the things I need to totally support my body and what I need? How about for work? Like, are you getting the support to do the work that you're here to do? Are you getting the support to do the work you want to do is another good question. Um, do you have time for yourself, right? 
because I feel like all of us in some sense need time for ourselves. I need time for myself. And so asking or just telling, (laughs) just like planning time for yourself away from your family, away from your husband, away from your children, taking a retreat. Sometimes I have gone to a hotel Uh, probably only happens once a year when I go by myself to a hotel, but I do enjoy that. And taking, actually investing in coaching and retreats for me, for myself, not me as the coach, but me as a client to go to a retreat is amazing. You know, so having time for myself, um, how about the old patterns, right? There's old patterns of belief of what we think that we're not able to receive, right? So we have these old patterns that um, it feels like, well, you know, that's not, I'm not worth that. Like I'm not valuable enough to receive help with my home. I know I did. At one time I had hired a cleaning service to out literally all I want people, somebody to do is come wash my floors. I know there's people that enjoy doing that. They have the right equipment, right? Their business is set up for it. So I did that for a while. And, you know, then it became a problem with my husband. He doesn't think we should do that. I don't know. We're working that out. But I do feel that I am worthy of having the support that I need so that I can do the work that I would love to do, right? So there's a few things that we're working on right now, trying to, you know, have some conversations about how we can both feel supported in our marriage and in our life and in our home and do the work that we want to do. So it's an interesting time here. And I feel like this authenticity talk is really coming for me at another time. Like I feel like I'm on the verge of another transformation. So the first one happened at 41 and a half. And now this next transformation when I'm 50 now, and I'm, I feel like I'm entering menopause pretty soon. I feel like a lot of my clients, a lot of people who listen to this, you're probably in your forties or fifties. That's what I'm noticing. Most of the people that are coming to me are in that age group and we are in major transitions in our life. And I feel like the things that are happening now, the things that are coming up for you are really signals for you to question yourself again. And I want to leave you with one last step. What is one step, one bold step that you can take to be more in alignment with your authenticity today? All right. So that is it for today. I am really excited to have another episode next week, which is about human design specifically. We're going to talk about the types. So join me again next week. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please go subscribe so that you get notified of all the future goodies that are coming along. While you're there, please leave me a review and let me know what you think. So excited to share this with you and can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.